Well, aloha from Maui, Hawaii. It's Michael Benner with the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School for today, May 27th, 2012. Nice to be with you. We're going to talk about influence today and how to do that with integrity, influencing with integrity. You know, you might think that this is a program designed only for people in leadership positions, for managers in business, supervisors, or some such thing, people perhaps who are politically motivated, who have the drive to go to the top, and well, maybe that's not you, but nevertheless, everybody influences other people, whether you, whether you mean to or not, and Somebody said to me once a long time ago, everybody's selling something. And I suppose if the person who says that to you is a cynic, it means one thing, but I don't mean that in a cynical way. The truth is everyone is selling something, even if it's only their friendship or their allegiance or their trust or their thoughtful, heartfelt kindness You know, I don't think that many people, this is a relative idea, what's many, what's a lot, what do I mean by most? I'll say it this way, there are, I believe, many people who are not aware of just how important our relationships really are, truly are. I think we come to a point, most of us in our lives, there's another one of those relative terms, how much is most, but... I'll go ahead and generalize, having said that's what I'm doing. Then come to a point where we recognize that life is about more than stuff. You know, the rat race, the treadmill, the hamster cage. And you say, well, life's got to be about more than earning and spending. It's got to be about more than simply producing and consuming, buying and acquiring, repairing, replacing, maintaining my stuff, my my junk. Yeah, I'm pretty clear that life is about more than that, but then what am I left with? What is life about? And many people arrive at the conclusion, well, life's about me. It, <laughs> it's about creating a happiness. And then they make the mistake, not only of thinking life is about them, you think life is about you, I think life is primarily about me being happy. And then we set happiness as a goal. And then we look for ways to create happiness. The idea that we could be happy for no reason and that happiness is not a goal but a direction. Happiness is the path. Happiness is the way. Happiness is the means to the end. Just like we used to say in the anti-war movement, or still say in the anti-war movement, there is no way to peace. Peace is the way. And for many Christians, who I think really understand the Christ in Christianity, besides the Jesus part, there is a Christos to all of that. And Christ said, I am the way. What does that mean? Well, I think it means there is no way to love, to peace, 
to heaven, actually, that heaven is the way. Love is the road, the path, the way. And so happiness, too, is not a destination. I'm surprised at the number of people in the leadership field, in public speaking or motivating or personal development, who continue to talk about happiness as an outcome or a result or a goal. In a very short-term sense, it is. But you want to put your feet on the path of happiness, of peace, of love. And that's the way. So what I'm saying is our relationships, that's the alternative to Gosh, life has to be about more than just acquiring stuff, but what's it about? Okay, let's say it's about happiness. First, understand that happiness is not a goal. You don't create success so that you can get to happiness. You use happiness as a way of creating success. And we've talked about that in the past. We'll talk about it a lot in the future, the idea that Happiness can be a state that you choose. You actually can choose to be happy, and you don't really need a reason to be happy. That in and of itself is a revolutionary concept for a lot of folks. The first time they hear that, what do you mean happiness for no reason? (laughs) I thought I had to have a reason to be happy. I thought somebody had to make me happy. Well, Actually, it's the reverse. Happiness comes from what you do for others, not for what they do for you. Remember, it's it's sow and then reap. It's give and then receive. It's not about what other people do for you to make you happy. Happiness is a means to creating a successful, fulfilling, wonderful, rich life by what you do for other people. So, You know, you've heard that phrase, I wouldn't do it for love or money. Well, the love actually is the best reason to do anything for the love, not for the money, right? Uh, Your money or your life. Well, think about what does that mean? That's not just a threat. Your money or your life. It's like an emphasis. Would you care more about profit or people? Do you care more about your material stuff or your relationships? And to understand that life is really mostly about relationships and what you can do for other people. And, of course, the benefits that accrue naturally from giving and being of service and just helping other people. Then you want to... Influence them, but do it with integrity. Influence not as a means of manipulating to get what you want, not give to get something in return, not even acknowledgement or appreciation. Even that is too much to ask. Well, all I wanted was a little bit of uh, appreciation. Well, sorry, then you really weren't giving, were you? It was a barter. You made this overture. Maybe you were generous. Maybe you did go out of your way. But if you needed something in return, even if only acknowledgement or appreciation, 
then you weren't really giving. It was a barter. You were purchasing something, some sort of feel good. And that's very different than give to give and let it go needing nothing in return. Of course, the irony is, well, you will in fact get a great deal in return. But if you put your attention on what you're going to get, then it destroys the giving. If you put your attention on money and stuff and so-called security in your relationships, then it's going to undermine and erode and degrade those relationships. So the idea of influence has a bad connotation. It sounds immediately like manipulation, right? I'm going to sell you something. I have something to sell you. Well, you know, the best sales is not sales at all. It's just giving. And if somebody picks it up and can use it, this product or this service, so much the better. And if there is an exchange, well, there's plenty of room for that in commerce. But relationships, and when I talk about influencing with integrity in relationships, there's obviously a non-commercial aspect to that. I, I may, for example, do a service for somebody in my counseling or training personal development program, and I accept payment for that. And that's understood because that's just part of living in the material world. Uh, if the electricity were free, if I could say nice things to the electric company and they'd say, oh, don't worry about that electricity we sent to you. Uh, if the uh, landlady said, well, you guys are such good friends, forget the rent. I'll just, I got taxes to pay, but what the heck? <laughs> So you pay your landlord, your landlady, no matter whether you're good friends or not, because outside of the commercial part of things and that reality, there is a friendship. At least I hope you're friendly with your landlord and your landlady. It makes things a whole lot easier. But it's almost like uh, a split world in that regard. You've got the business side of things to deal with and than the relationships. This, in Buddhism, Eastern philosophy is often called the middle way. It's walking that, that balance between spirituality and philosophy and psychology and the human feel-good stuff on one side of the equation. And then on the other side, hey, we're living in a material world. we got bills to pay, and every 30 days they come around again. So I'd like to be generous and just give everything away, but it doesn't work that way. Okay? And I've been confronted on this. I've given this a lot of thought. Not very often, but once or twice in my career that I can remember in my 40 years of counseling and training— I've actually had people say, well, you know, Michael, your stuff has sort of a spiritual overtone, so I think it ought to be free. You know, like church is free. Well, <laughs> I never went to a service in any church, temple, or synagogue where they didn't pass some sort of basket around or 
They didn't have a fund going for a new roof on the – I mean, there is, you know, nothing's free. Money is just a medium of exchange. You don't have any money. You can give time and effort. I, I think most of us understand that. And I remember this one client. It, it was a really hot day in Los Angeles, and we sat there for nearly two hours. I usually – in those days, was doing sessions of about 90 minutes. I still do, an hour, 20, 90 minutes. I do them by phone now, but this is one I had an office in Los Angeles. And we went almost two hours in my nice air-conditioned office in Studio City. And at the end, this guy looked at me and said, I don't think I should pay you. And I said, well... You're not happy with the quality of what I offered you? And he said, no, that's not it. He said, actually, you've helped me quite a bit, but because of the spiritual overtones, I think this all ought to be free. And I said, well, okay, I'm not going to bully you. I'm not going to get angry or upset. You have a conscience. Uh, We did have a deal or an understanding before you came, but okay, because I've always had the standing guarantee. If you're not happy for any reason, you don't pay. Still do. This is the only guy that's ever challenged it in all these years. And I said, but, you know, let me at least point out that I have to pay for this session. I have to, I'm renting this office because the people I'm renting it from had to pay people to build the building. And the people who built the building had to pay people for the construction material and the labor, the nails and the boards and the plaster. And gosh, we've been sitting in here on a 95-degree day in air-conditioned comfort at 76 degrees in here. You'll find out when you go outside. Remember, it was really hot out there. I, we got to pay for that but because you think it ought to. Well, you get my point. Both things are true, as is so often the case. Both things are true. You know, we we have this uh, challenge, I think, this this inability, many people, to think critically in this regard. And everything is this or this. If it's different in any way, it's got to be opposite. There's only... Two ways anything can be. Everything is right or wrong, true or false, good or bad. Hey, you should have lost that by the sixth grade, right? And yet we're surrounded by this either-or mentality. The middle way is about, well, both things are true. This is a spiritual service. It, It does have overtones and connotations of consciousness and awareness and conscience and who are you really and what are the nature of your relationships. But there's this real world material aspect as well. We got to consider both things are true. And so the material side of your life is important. It's significant. But I'd like you to consider that relationships are very important, maybe even more important, maybe even like both things are true, but it's like an 80-20, right? I think it's that 80-20 rule here where I'd like you to consider just how significant, how meaningful and important your relationships are and that you can be interested in being a motivator and being a leader 
and in influencing other people without manipulating them, doing it with integrity. And that's what we're talking about today here in the podcast, the free forum, this live webinar, 1 o'clock Pacific, and also in the premium training that follows in uh, about 10 minutes on another website. And if you're enrolled, we'll see you there. And if you've yet to enroll, you can still do that at theagelesswisdom.com. The T-H-E is part of it. I, I say that every week because it's important, the W's dot theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars, go inside, choose premium training. You can enroll for a single class or a 13-week quarter or a full year, deeper discounts depending on how many classes you register for. And on the thank you page, you get the URL for the upcoming event and the password that you need. And, of course, the replay will always be available if you hold on to that URL address, the password. The premium training, obviously, because it's tuition-based, unlike this, it cannot be a podcast, really. And the podcast, if uh, you're listening live and saying, well, I never did the, I never did get that podcast, go to the iTunes store or really any of the major podcast directories on the internet, and uh, you can have that auto-downloaded into your iTunes uh, podcast folder or whatever aggregator you're using for podcasts and organizing, just... If it's new to you, just think of it as even if you download, you go, now what am I going to do with this thing? Treat it like one big song, an MP3 file, and put it in your music organizer. And the same thing with the premium training. If you listen to the replay streaming and decide, I'd like to keep that on my computer, well, there's a link there where you can easily download it as an MP3. Treat it just like one big song, put it in your music library. And uh, then you'll always have it. You can keep it and organize it, put it on your smartphone, your iPad, your iPod, whatever the deal is. Okay, now one one other point I want to make in the free forum here in the podcast, and I made reference to this in the newsletter this week, is how do you know that what you want for other people is really the best for them? This is certainly part of influencing with integrity. We'll also talk a lot in a few minutes about NLP or creating rapport to influence in some very subtle ways, very profound and significant ways that could be used to manipulate people. Indeed, in advertising are used every day to manipulate people to purchase products that they don't need, they really don't want, they just think they do, that they're under the impression are going to make them happy or fulfill their life somehow, and rarely is that ever the case. And so, again, the idea of influencing with advertising or some other means really carries a bad connotation. That's why we're talking today about influencing with integrity. And how does that bear upon, well, I just want what's best for Joe or Sally, or I, I just want what's best for them. Well, how do you know what's best for them? What I'd have you consider 
is that that's really a rationalization for what's best for me. And I guess the intention is to try to bridge that gap. Well, it's not what's best for them or what's best for me. I'm really trying to get to a place of what's best for both of us. But who's in charge? You see, what is the role of will and free will? How how aware is the person that you're trying to influence? And are you interested in getting a leg up or putting one over on them with these subtle but powerful techniques I'm going to reveal in the premium training today? Or are you interested in increasing and enhancing their awareness? Now, that's the critical point. What's different about influencing with integrity is you don't put one over on somebody with some kind of subliminal suggestion. Remember a real popular book in the late 60s was written by a fellow named Vance Packard, Hidden Persuaders. And it was one of the very first books about subliminals in advertising. If you want to watch that TV show Mad Men, you're probably more aware than ever of how manipulative Madison Avenue actually can be. Now, when you influence with integrity, here's the point. You're going to increase the awareness of the person you're seeking to influence. You want them to be more aware, to be smarter, and to participate in a partnership of understanding. That's the secret. That's very, very different than standard influence, manipulation, seduction, cajoling, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Okay. Why don't you close your eyes and breathe? Take a nice, slow, deep breath or two and relax. With your eyes closed and creating and sensing a feeling of relaxation in your body. You go from wide awake to narrow awake. Your attention goes from floodlight to spotlight and eventually laser beam. A coherence of thinking. Attention. Concentration. Not through any effort, but by releasing effort. Letting go of judgment, even opinion. And becoming aware of your senses and sensations right now in the present moment. Look down into your body. How do you feel right now? Consider that who you are has much less to do with what you think from minute to minute than how you feel. And I'm not talking about upset or disturbed emotions. I'm talking about when the mind is quiet through deep relaxation and the emotions are calm, like the surface of a little lake or a pond when it's as smooth as glass. The feelings that remain when you've released your attachment to thought and emotion. 
those intuitive sensations of being aware of how you feel. Aware of your thoughts, but detached, mindfully, watching them pass as you might if you were sitting in a chair beside a road and watching those cars drive by, but you're not the car, it just passed. You don't have to reach out and hold on to the car. That could be rather hazardous. Nor do you have to clutch and grab and hold on to those thoughts or those feelings. You need not identify with your emotions when they're disturbed particularly or your thoughts. I am the awareness. And that gives you choice in who influences you, how they influence you, and how best to influence others in a loving way, aware with understanding of the greater good for all concerned. Inhaling slowly, fill your lungs, and as you exhale, ah, relax even more and open your eyes wide awake back in the room, feeling fine even better than before. Hey, thanks a lot for being with us in the free forum today. Hope we'll see you over in the premium training in a few minutes. And as always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. Aloha from Maui, Hawaii.